podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddockblues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Paddock Blues podcast. I am joined tonight with Paul and Jake. Thanks for coming on, guys. How are you doing this evening? Okay, yeah. I've finally recovered after the weekend, which it's been a tough week. <laughs> it's been a tough week for me. Like, I have to be honest. Paul Burnt was the, a shell of, yeah. Paul was Burnt, a shell of a man after, Burnt, after the yeah. weekend, weren't you, Paul? Burnt the candle at both ends, like my dad would say, big time. Yeah. 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 How about you, Jake? How you doing? All good, all good. I didn't know if I was allowed on the pod being sober. So, you know, after last week's antics, like, but yeah, no, yeah, I'm all good. Yourself? Oh, yeah, that was yeah, a very, yeah. that was a drunken pod, that wasn't it, that last one? I'm not going to lie, it, it got me through work on Monday. It did not get me through work on Monday. Because I could just hear little subtleties to Paul. Obviously, I've known Paul a long time. And just little subtle, subtleties he was saying, I was like, oh, my God, he's so drunk. <laughs> but, you hid it, it quite well, to be fair. Like, there was a few drunken, there was a few, there was a few drunken sailor moments in there, like only a couple, but like, yeah. not, and you could be excused for them, you know, with first times in October since we could celebrate. So yeah, to be excused, isn't it? Melinda was drunk as well. She so just, you just kept closing your eyes, like taking deep breaths. <laughs> you were absolutely wrong. <laughs> Composing herself. Yeah. Well, you know what? Like, I mean, it was a really early kickoff as well. So you mean you know like you're just you're just asking for it at that point. Plus, I went on top of that. I mean, yeah, a little shout yeah. out to Donna. I remember looking. I was uh, on my way to footy, and I got a text in the group chat saying, "Oh, meeting at the brick at half ten. And I was like, "I've barely opened my eyes. What is going on here?" It yeah. was. Uh, I knew it was going to be a long day from that point on. Like, oh yeah. Well, James Sarkovsky oh, yeah. won me two two hundred and fifty quid as well. So I couldn't. I had to celebrate, didn't I? So hundred percent, hundred percent for me. Yeah, that was um, a very good call by you, Paul. Good call yeah. by you, Paul. That rhymed. Um, <laughs> I wasn't even trying. Um, yeah, so it's um, been a busy week, uh, kind of in terms of, you know, well, Premier League news has kind of been lots going on. But um, with Everton specifically, um, in most recent news, I think it was even actually today, um, about, you know, according to the Mirror, the club are in talks over a $105 million investment with the U.S., based msp sports capital yeah. i gotta be honest with you i have no idea what msp i have means. heard the number four like but just like nothing i have heard it mentioned a few times to be honest okay yeah um i've i've, worked, I've unfortunately been in sort of work all day so i'm just kind of coming to this news now um but the stake in the club would be about 25 percent plus two positions on the everton board so the big question sort of is is this machiri's opportunity to replace Bill and Denise. Um, Alan Myers as well on Twitter has tweeted about it saying Everton are continuing discussions with US investors, MSP Sports Capital with regards to them taking a minority shareholding in the club. The club is evaluating the offer from MSP along with other potential options. Any potential investment would be for the completion of the new stadium, which would, which up until now has been entirely funded by Farhad Mashiri and is expected to be completed next year. That's kind of like the big if though, isn't it? At this point. So what, first of all, first and foremost, like what are your guys's opinions on 
an investment, like an investor of this capacity coming into the club? Do you think it's a good thing, a bad thing? Is it the way forward for the club? Um, Jake, I'll come to you, sort of what your thoughts about this news uh, is. Well, for me, it, it, it could be the potential of a really good move for Everton. Um, so when you think about it, just taking a minority share, if they become rogues, like you've seen many a, a businessman be with a football club, then you can just sort of wean them out a little bit and they don't have a lot of say. Um, however, if they do you know, back up what they're saying and they do what they want, then they can eventually replace Farhad Mashiri if he's not really interested in the club or whatever. Um, my only like sort of qualm with it really is it just seems a little bit too convenient and I might just be a negative Evertonian saying this but the protests are taking full full effect now suddenly someone's interested in taking over and doing it is it not just a case of oh well we, we leak this news and have a conversation with these fellas with no intention of ever doing it they might shut up for a bit do you know what I mean like and and for me I think what you're saying about them replacing Denise and, and Bill Kenwright that to me is not what it's for. I think it's going to be a case of two additional members with them two still being there because, as you said on previous pods, Bill's not giving his team set up that easy, especially not for 105 million. Yeah, no, it's that's a that's a very very good point, Jake, uh, that you bring up there, and um, there there is a lot I think we have to consider, and I think as well it, what you just said is a really good point about are they just kind of like breadcrumbing us, you know, like kind of just giving us little things to shut us up or this or that. And going back to that uh, protest, so me and Paul were a part of that on Saturday. And you know what I have to say? It was very peaceful. We we did what we had to do. And where I was from and, you know, my my perspective, there was nothing violent going on or nothing inappropriate happening. It was just a, gr- a group of all of us together really trying to just make our voice heard for for this club. And it was really an honour to be a part of that. Um, Paul, I'll, I'll come to you next as well, sort of for your thoughts and opinions on sort of this current situation do you think as Jake has just put is it something that they're trying to make known to the fans as trying to shut us up or do you think that there is something really sincere and you know truthful behind this and if you think so if it is it a good thing for a club I think if it's true it's a, it is a good thing we could do more investment to, it allows us the FFP and stuff like that to get over that and I think you'd like to think but after what Farad Mashiri, that interview he done the other week, could you trust the word he's saying? But is he listening to the fans and saying, well, I'll get two new people in and I'll replace the board members with these two? Because I've been thinking in work, as he said, maybe as he sacked them two, as, as Denise Barrett-Baxendale and Bill Kenwright being relieved of the duties and he just haven't told us yet. I don't know. Is that wishful thinking? I don't know again. But no, I think it's a good thing, investment. Uh, this American company... I think, as I say, that's how you get around. Your books and spending more money and stuff in football. So, yeah, no, I think it is a good thing if true or is it true, basically. And as for the protest yeah. last week, it was it was peaceful and everyone who was walking down was just having a laugh. So, yeah, yeah it was good. It was really good. It was. It was It was really It was a really good vibes there. And um, you could really just tell that it was a genuine group of people that genuinely just want the best for this football club. You know what I mean at the end of the day. Um, And yeah, very good point, Paul. I I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think it would be good for a club. You know, it it never hurts to get more, you know, investment and, and sort of money and and sort of power into the club Um, as well with it being an overseas 
investment as well. It just, I think it sort of gets us more recognized and just more known worldwide. Um, so I really don't think it's, it's a bad thing at all. Good point about Denise and Bill though. I mean, like, could you imagine if they were actually, like if they're just gone oh. and they haven't told yeah. us yet? But like, yeah. as Jake has just said, I mean, I think it would have been much more of, I think it would have been much more of an ugly fight if I'm being honest with you. I think it, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this club anymore. And I feel like everything that we do read in the media always is just so deceiving to us. Like you never know what to believe and what not to believe anymore. I think I've seen the exact same text cut and pasted about Farhad Mashiri is saying this club's for sale and blah, blah, blah. I think I've seen that like 60 times over the past like year, you know? So it's just it's just a bit hard, I think, to take. I don't think there's but... there's no there's no danger of this the stadium not going ahead. I think, as I say, yeah. take take it with a bottle of salt, as which is one of our famous sayings on here. But Mashiri, if it comes to it and he can't find the investment for the new stadium, he'll just put it in himself. It's it's, it's gone too far now, and he'll yeah. just try and recoup it later on when he sells the stadium name and rights and actually sells the club in the end. So I don't think we need to worry about that. That stadium's happening no matter what, in my opinion. But uh, it's it it, yeah. it is it, it's it's flying up, isn't it? Like yeah. I I swear I went to go see it a few weeks ago. My my de- my family was over from Canada. So my my dad and uncle they're they're massive blues. I went to go and see it, and it's just it's incredible. I it's I, right. it? I, I I don't think it can stop now. I really don't think they can stop. Yeah, it's impressive. I me me dad and my brother after the match we were in the car and we made a point of going down that way, and he just we went. Oh, it was just it just looks at me. It's massive, isn't it? It's just massive. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I still can't imagine sitting in there. I just can't. But yeah. Let's get it have, done. Have, have you have you been by Jake to to see the stadium at all? Yeah, yeah. I go down quite often. Um, yeah. just as I'm driving through with work and stuff. But it is. It's just spectacular, isn't it? When you look at it, like yeah. to think of all the years of 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 this new stadium or that new stadium or the Kirby or whatever else, and to see it actually come to fruition is just unbelievable. As I'm the same as Paul. It, it, I'm still, I think I'm still just a bit sad about Goodison, so I'm just like not yeah. picturing myself there yet. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Until that day comes where, you know, I walk up my season ticket in, in there, it, it that won't it won't feel real till then. But as as, as Paul said, yeah. then it, it there's no danger that not happening. Farhad Mashiri's put far too much into that to not put the rest oh, yeah. out of his own pocket. I don't even think for me it, it's a case of he's getting the investment because he needs the investment. As Paul said, I think it is just a financial fair play as well. He's probably yeah. sitting there thinking, I'm putting all my own job in for players, stadium, this, that and the other. Well, why can't yeah. I take the burden off someone else and, and you know, maybe have a few more funds to spend in the summer? Um, fair enough. Well, yeah, me and you, Jake, yeah. when um, we're going to miss Goodson, we'll just we'll make some sandwiches and a flask of tea and whenever we're playing a brand new more, we'll just sit outside Goodson and cry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I want to come too. Yeah, you can cause that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just bring that blanket oh, yeah. you've got around you. Yeah, because <laughs> like, I'm currently freezing my backside off in my flat. Um, I did put the heating on, so. Were you able to just going back to the protest just a second before we move on? Yeah. Were you were you surprised by how many people were in that road when you seen the the picture from the drone? Because you don't know when you're actually in that group in that group of people. I didn't anyway. I was near near enough to front. I couldn't believe there was thousands there, wasn't it? Yeah, I was. I was actually quite, uh, quite close behind. Um, like I think it was said a board full of liars, like that blue banner at the front. Yeah. So I was. I was quite. Um, 
like I wasn't too far behind that but yeah I, I it it was pretty spectacular actually it was pretty amazing when you did see like the drone sort of that aerial view yeah. of how many people were actually there it was pretty incredible like what a statement that we made and I I'm honestly proud of like each and every single person that went and and stood up for this club because like that's amazing you know and all, that's all you really have to do is you don't have to use violence you don't have to be nasty or get aggressive all you have to do is just show up and and be part of it and that's exactly what we did and and i think we did make a pretty impactful statement so well we're actually attending the, the next the next protest meeting next week um somebody's put it out i can't remember the name sorry on on twitter to put it out oh yeah yeah and they that's wanted right. people to get in touch with them so yeah i'll actually be there next week so i'll let you yeah. know how it goes. absolutely you know we're I'm, I'm made up paul that that you know you're able to go and represent our it's in the midweek, because... so, you, so you can't come. So, and I knew that. So, yeah. but it's a mid. It's a, it's on a Wednesday, I think. Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For people who don't know, I do live in Manchester, and I have a very hectic uh, during the week. And well, I work weekends as well, but ma- mainly during the week. But yeah, so it's great that uh, Paul, you're able to go on behalf of us. I'm really made up that um, we were even asked to be a part of it, which is which is amazing. I think. Is that the name, Jake? Yeah, so it's it's like it's um top black four, but it's C H T B four was the okay. one who who's invited us. It's a bit of a, yeah. a mad name, cool. but I think his like, name's Chris, you know. Him. I could be wrong, his name is Chris, I think so. L- listen, shout out to him for you know arranging yeah. something and thanks for inviting us. And you know, obviously Paul's Massively. gonna be there on our behalf and he'll have his own point, you know. Yeah, yeah it's boss. It's boss that I, I honestly what everyone's sort of coming together to to do is just yeah, it's great. Um, so yeah, moving on to sort of football side of things. I know we just got into a little bit of, you know, the back end of the football stuff, but now sort of back to the on the pitch stuff. So we have a derby coming up. Woo! What we just called um, it? Yeah, derby. Demolition derby. Demolition derby. 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 <laughs> okay, well, some people say derby and they're like, what's a derby? So I was like, is it Derby? But I do say Derby, but then I had people correcting me. Like a few, no, it's, like listen, last week on the weekend, yeah, they were correcting he- me. No, you're here now. It's Derby. Okay. Well, you were up with Darby. a load of wolves last week, weren't you? So they're going to say Derby. So they were like, they were like, what? And I was like, <laughs> oh, the Derby. And they were like, the what? And I was like, the, they the call derby? it Derby. A Derby. derby. It's, a, it's a Derby. Yeah. They were like, you're saying it wrong. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm not because that's what my dad said it my whole life. So oh, look at look like, at Dar- Darby County aren't called Derby County, are they? No, I go. know, but I said that, and then I got embarrassed because I got corrected. Nope. So I was like, maybe I'm saying it wrong. No, listen, you're not with yeah, the, Darby. Uh, sorry, you're not with the Wolfpack Clan. You're with us now. It's Darby. Oh, okay, all right. Emergency Derby. Are you happy now, everybody? <laughs> that's it. Hey, can we can we all move on? Are we all satisfied with taking right, the piss tune out of in, Melinda? <laughs> tune in next week for another episode of Educating Melinda. Oh my god. <laughs> We're gonna teach Christ. you what a job is. Yeah. I mean, I might not wanna know, but <laughs> it's sure. worry, it's not like that. It's just a taxi. It's just taxi. a taxi for anyone who's not from oh. the UK. It's just a taxi. <laughs> yeah. It's just a taxi. Not that okay. type of podcast. It's not that type of podcast. Or it's a cap. <laughs> Cab. A cab? <laughs> I'm just gonna hop a cab. Sorry, bye. Definitely I'm just gonna not. fly down the cab. Anyway, Fucking Darby match. Yeah. Can can I proceed? 
Yes, go on. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just so kidding. I'm just kidding. We've, we've had a win. We're all giddy. We're like little yeah. kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. give us a sweet and we're just, we've yeah. got loads of I'm E numbers in us. Imagine if we won a cup. Probably die. <laughs> Mate, I genuinely yeah. think I'd have a heart attack after three days. Yeah. Yeah. I would have St. John's would... Ambulance on standby for me. Yeah. And if it weren't for me having a heart attack, it'd be for me missus because I'd have been missing for five days. So, yeah. either way, That's I'm it. not making out of that week alive. So, like missing posters all around the city. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. There'd be a thousand missing posters because it'll just be all the Evertonians' husbands just gone for a week. Yeah. yeah. We've ended up in some Scandinavian jail somewhere. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Maybe oh. Sad Tabby. Big one in it. Yes. Yeah. Back onto the topic. So, yeah. I mean, it's no secret. It's no secret that uh, Liverpool are struggles. They're on the little struggle bus at the Mo. Um, so, is it a good time to play them? I mean, I think so. But it would be the most Everton thing ever for them to come on fucking back on point form when they're about to play us, though. Obviously, it'd be the most Everton thing ever. But honestly, I think from our confidence that we've got from beating top of the league Arsenal on Saturday. We played extremely well. And I think with the way that, okay, also too, did you guys see that video of how to actually pronounce Sean Deitch's name? It's Deitch. Yeah, Deitch, not Deitch, isn't it? Deitch. Deitch. Yeah, it's Deitch. Yeah. It Sean Deitch. And I was like, oh yeah. my God, sir. Sorry, my bad. I owe you my life, so I will pronounce your name correctly. So the way as well that's that Deitch is sort of being with them in practice, it's a very different style, I think, than Frank Lampard. And we can we we have seen results on the pitch. We we will get into individual players as well um in the pod, but I just think we're seeing different sides of players, especially like you know, Decore, um, McNeil, um, Onana's really, really shining. So I think the lads are up for it. We're most certainly up for it as the fans. We're always up for a derby match, like let's get real. Um, so yeah, that's sort of, I, 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 I do think it's a good time to play them. And I mean, we all know I'm a very optimistic person, so I always think we're going to win because <laughs> I'm just deluded. I have a similar, yeah. I have a similar personality. <laughs> Sorry, I just almost knocked my table over. I was so excited. Um, so, <laughs> so Paul, I'll, I'll come to you as well. Do you think it's a good time to play Liverpool and, um, sort of what your thoughts are regarding how we should kind of go into into this on, on yeah Monday. I just uh, I I don't like Derby Day me I just it's just some I always say it people think I'm joking I think you could go and get eleven smackheads off the street and put them in the pool shirts and they beat Everton they're just cursed when it comes to playing them they're our bogey team they just are I've watched Liverpool kids beat I've seen them beat us in every way possible but if you put your football head on it is a good time to play Liverpool especially yeah. if all right, we've only won one game. We're not getting carried away. But if that midfield plays like that against Liverpool's current midfield, we should absolutely overrun them. We should overrun them. But yeah. as you say, you know, this Darwin Nunes can't hit a fucking band door at the moment. He, he'll probably find his shooting boots. This gap pole turn into yeah. Ruud van Nistelrooy, Salah. Yeah, there's, there's loads of names you can read a lot. But t- with me football head on, yeah, it's definitely a good time to play. And with me Everton head on, give me a point now. Everything you said is completely accurate, and that's sort of where my head's at too. Normally, I'm like derby match. I, I can't be asked with this. Like, just fast forward to tomorrow. But for some reason, I'm kind of up for this one. Yeah, the I energy, the energy, the, the the energy is just shifted. I think. And Jake, um, I kind of see you nodding your head there as well. So, do do you think that the energy 
so the way that we play on Saturday, are you hoping that's going to sort of carry over? And, and are you, do you think that we're, we're up for this? Yeah, definitely. I think we're, we're always up for it. Like that, that's no question, especially in the fans and stuff. It's, it's just very much as Paul rightly said, I've seen Everton teams flying before. There was a season a, a few years ago. I'm not even going to try and reel off it actually, year, but I think we were up the top, like third or fourth. Liverpool were about eighth or ninth, maybe tenth, in a bad run of form. We were in a good reform, and they beat us 5 0 at Anfield. So it, it's not a case of for me, any oh, derby yeah. day for anyone is just a case of who wants it more. And over the years, yeah. Liverpool have just always wanted it more. And there's, there's a, a quote that sticks out with me and it'll stick out with me forever. It was from Jamie Carragher's book, and he turned around and said, Derby Day, we used to play. There was me and Stephen. Obviously, I'm not him and that fat one used to be riled up for the telling everyone how much they hate them. <laughs> but then you'd they'd go into the shaking hands you know, before the game and you'd have Leon Osman and Bainsey and they'd be going, oh, good to see you, good to see you, good to see you. Where the Liverpool side was very much a case of we wanted to kill every player on that pitch because that's yeah. how much they wanted to win. And that was one thing I'll give any Sean Dice team is they don't over-respect the, the, the opposition. Whether that's Liverpool, United, Barcelona, or Stoke on a Tuesday night, they're all treated with the same level of we need to outwork these and outplay these. And if he goes into that on Monday, I think we can get a result. But anything can happen yeah. in a derby, let's be honest. I Absolutely. think it's one yeah. of them as well. We we Everton have played the occasion instead of the game. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? If the occasion's got too much of us, the nerves have built up and it's like remember watching us at Wembley in two thousand and twelve. We we went one 0 up and we we were we were cruising and the occasion just completely got to Everton. They didn't mm-hmm. they realised how close they were and he just fell apart. So I think I'm it means more. Player. It, yeah, it probably means more to us and that's why we probably can't win them. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing is that if you, what you just said then is perfect. Our most reliable player for three four seasons before that was Sylvan Distan. Yeah, and he just does that. And yeah. he was the only made them. And he said that was when his career went down because again he must have just played the occasion. He felt the nerves off us as well because we get nervous. I'm not gonna lie. Like Paul, come seven a.m. Derby day, I will be in the bog vomiting, and that's no lie. Like that's yeah. how bad it gets me. And I'm then gonna have to go into a twelve hour shift and wait yeah. till I hate eight o'clock kickoffs against Liverpool. Give me twelve half twelve. I've only got a few hours of vomiting before the game kicks off. Eight o'clock should just yeah. And you then can't I go on a Monday night, can you? I don't know, you know, I don't start no work till 12 and my <laughs> boss is a mad blue. So if he's listening to it, Dave, we'll have a day off on Tuesday if we win. Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask, uh, I'll ask you, Melinda, have you got any stick out uh, favourite Derby Day memories? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, ha- I think you, every time... You went to your first one this season, didn't you? Was that the first one you I went did, to? I did, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, the even first one. We had a good day there, didn't we? I remember that was good. We, we did yeah um i mean decent i mean we we drew so it wasn't like the worst thing in the world but i i felt like we we did play very well that game i think we deserved to win um but no i mean it's it's hard like i mean as many people who you know grew up in merseyside the families are often split so half of my family is red and half of us are blues um so i think just really <laughs> like all the memories are just shit because we always fucking lose so it's just like i mean we got a couple of wins in there you know what i mean but um yeah no it's um it is i'm sure a lot of blues can probably relate to this but yeah it's it's a bit difficult when you're growing up in that kind of environment and as jake has also just mentioned as well like yeah it's always that little feeling in your tummy and you're like oh my god because i I don't know about you guys but a part of you you don't want to get your hopes up but you're almost like 
we're gonna fucking win this like we're gonna win yeah. it you know and you're, you want to like root for them be like no i can't get my hopes up and i can't do it to myself again but it's always in the back of your mind but how, how about you guys i'm sure both of you have gone to probably a lot more than, than i have you know um like to actually go to the match so is there any um best or worst uh derby memories that you have or any sort of pre-derby rituals that you have which does not involve vomiting in the toilet yeah no um, <laughs> one of the ones that sticks out for me is actually when i went there and jake was there um jordan lockdown i don't we told the story before my sister my brother-in-law's made like a bar at the back of his house and it's brilliant he soundproofed it and everything and we probably break we broke a few laws like we had more than three people <laughs> sat there or something like that but <laughs> when um Thing up when Richardson scored on Sigurdsson, that was just it was amazing. Oh my god, it was amazing in that bar, wasn't it? Oh, it was amazing. And then I remember, I had me if you remember right, Paul, I had my car. So when I drove, I went, I'll just drive it to Derby. They were getting that, we'll get past it anyway. So all these are having a bevy. And I got there five minutes late because I'd actually got there, decided I wanted to drop the car off, and my miss had to bring her back in in her pajamas. She was fuming. I was like, listen, we're winning one nil. It's not nothing to do. You're gonna to have to take me back. And she, I remember she she was a good sport. Like she was like, I understand it doesn't happen very often. So she drove me back and picked our Terry up on the way. And I always remember that like the penalty. My dad's very superstitious. He's bad. He, he doesn't. He won't let on, but he is. And my uncle Alan was giving shots of cracking out to everyone as, oh, as yeah. like two minutes left. And my dad would have it. Don't drink yeah. a shot. Don't drink it. If you drink that shot, I swear you're getting put through the window. And I was like, Dad, we've won with it's two nil. You know, went, no, these are the devil's club. No, I was shouting at you back. as well, mate. I was shouting everyone at you. Was shouting at me and I'm like, I was shouting at you as well. Last time it happened, I was two at Anfield. Yeah. I was 99, I was two. So let me enjoy this. I was like, you can enjoy it when that whistle's gone, they'll find a way. So uh, it was a boss day, though. We was, I've still got videos of us singing, and and it was just unbelievable, wasn't it? Like, yeah, it was a great day. And that's to say, it, no one could even go to the match then, but it was it was probably better no. than being at the match, to be honest. Yeah, I think well, I actually was... cried. I think I put my head on the table and cried. Do, yeah. do, you guys remember, do you guys remember? I don't know, Jake, I don't think you would have been in our group chat, like, sort of around, like, May last year when we played. I think it was May. So April and May when we played Liverpool last um when we season. got beat at Anfield. Yeah, we, we yeah, we lost. But yeah, yeah. um I, I was in a bar in downtown Toronto and I was surrounded by reds, like surrounded. There was about three or four blues, and we were getting our ass kicked. Like I've it, seen it, that I mean, video. It's no, I know it's no secret. Yeah. So there's this video, and I was like, at least I'm on a cop yeah. <laughs> Cop guys, a cop guys. Yeah. And literally sorry. because no one in fucking Canada knows what a copite is. Literally, I have a video and I'm just going around and this is what I'm telling you. Like, no one gets the history of anything because they're just sitting in the back like, <laughs> like a pint smiling. And I was like, you guys are such dickheads. Like, I cannot even deal with this right now. But everyone had fucking Salah shirts on, obviously. Anyway. To be, to be fair, going back <laughs> to that night in, Al, in Al's bar, I lived back then, right next to Anfield's ground, like, my enemy girlfriend's first house was right next to Anfield's ground, I got a taxi back, and the last thing I remember was the taxi driver, not really speaking much English, but he, I remember he was a Liverpool fan, and I was like, drop me out here, and he was like, why? I was like, he said, you've put in the Uber to uh, my old street Faraday, and I was like, no, no, drop me out here, drop me out here, right outside the cop, bear in mind there was no one there, I must have like the biggest 
divvy ever. But I just from the whole way from the cop to Faraday Street, which is like a five minute walk, if that, I was just singing, never felt more like singing uh-huh. the blues all the way home. <laughs> Right through Anfield, and my girlfriend said she could hear me coming up the street. She was asleep in the front bedroom. She like, she she heard me. She saw the cringe rolled over, and then must have heard me coming the door. And about twenty minutes later, I hadn't come to bed, so she said she'd come down the stairs, and our toilet was downstairs. I was having a wee on the toilet, and I was just singing Everton songs to myself. And she went, "Come on, time to come to bed now." And I was like, "Ah, you effing copite! It's all your fault. Ah, he's a crap. We beat you." And obviously, I don't remember most of this, but my girlfriend was telling me the next day, and I was just like. What a divvy. For two reasons, I could have got myself beat up in the middle of Anfield singing, singing that. <laughs> or I could have been swerved. By <laughs> she woke up the next day, she's like, yeah. one, what a copite, and two, why am I a gobshite? And I was just like, <laughs> well, the story is, you know, yeah. yeah, but she just, a poor girl, just got abused that she was a copite and she didn't even like 40, so. Melinda, I remember yeah. that video on Twitter at the time. <laughs> I remember you putting that video on, yeah. <laughs> Can actually remember yeah. it now. Have you still got it on your phone? Because like... we can cl- we'll clip it. I th- I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll clip it. <laughs> I've got um... a few bad. I've got a few bad. A few worse memories, but let's just not go into it. It'll be all night if we talk about bad memories. Last derby day at Anfield, I sat in the cemetery. <laughs> I sat on a bench wow. in the cemetery for the whole game. I mean, that's bad. Is... That I went for a walk, and that, that that that's where I ended up. I just sat there because it was dead quiet. I thought because I can't put myself through it. And that's where I was for the derby. That's where I was. So there you I go. I mean, that's that's not what I expected to say. But I mean... no, I'll be honest. That was not <laughs> where I was expecting this pod to go. <laughs> I think that should be Life's... our name, the Graveyard Blues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Life's full of surprises. <laughs> um, so is death, apparently. So, anywho. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do think going into this game, we have um, one piece of the puzzle now that we did not have in the past and that is Mr. Amadou Onana. Yeah. How good is this lad? Honest to God. So I've got some stats here. I've just pulled up. Um, so his Premier League stats as of, you know, so far, one goal, one assist, 33 tackles, one, which is the sixth highest in the league, 19 interceptions, 17 blocks, 54 final third passes, 10 key passes, 90 recoveries, and 33 aerial duels, one. Um, he's a machine. Even his stats um, against Arsenal, um, 46 touches, 24 successful passes, successful attacking third passes were six, two chances created. His passing accuracy is 80%, eight recoveries, four successful tackles, two interceptions, one aerial duel, one, one shots blocked and one foul one. So he he's just, he's just amazing and i really think he's he's gonna just continue to grow and grow and grow um so deitch uh, uh is bringing in steven defour 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 i'm saying i'm saying that right okay now i'm all fucking paranoid I'm pronouncing <laughs> things right jay says um to teach onana about the ugly side of the game so i'll come to each of you guys as well just to sort of give your thoughts about um amadou onana and i mean paul as well you to bring up a good point I think it was you that brought it up in, in the chat um, that even during, you know, our games when we were not really playing that well, you know, we didn't get good results. Um, he still was a key player in in trying to keep the fight going for the team. Yeah. So, yeah, Paul, I'll come to you as well for your thoughts on him. And um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely it. brilliant. He, he looks like he's got everything, doesn't he? Absolutely yeah. everything. Absolutely. Just a machine. Yeah, I mean, there was a, I don't know if you've seen, well, we were all, we all seen the game, didn't we? Where he just runs past that older guard like he's not even there down the yeah. wing. 
He just stretches yeah. his legs. He's about six foot seven or whatever he is, and he's just just amazing. You know just what? a machine. He's just a complete midfielder at the moment. Like he's huge. Like when I was like when I saw him, like when like in in like in person, I was like, oh my god. Like he's he's yeah. actually massive. He's so tall. So so tall. Yeah, I was speaking to a red this morning at work when I was leaving work and um they always give it the old oh, don't fancy it this time. And I was like, Are oh, you messing at me? And he said, No, it's because of Onana. He said they haven't got anyone in midfield who can live up to Onana at the moment. So I think yeah. they will target him. They will target him on, on Monday. Like, but yeah, he's just his whole attitude is brilliant, isn't it? I mean Yeah. I think you get if you were to sell him now, I think you're doubling your money easy. Yeah. Possibly travelling it. He's just a talent and he seems very intelligent with it as well. He's seems like he's got his head on the shoulders, he likes to have a laugh and that. Yeah, he's very uh, much he's, so. I think he's going injuries permitting, he's going to the very top, in my opinion. Yeah. Like on- and if he doesn't go to the top in footy, he can go to the top in the number one chart because that boy yeah. can sing as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. If anyone <laughs> seen the video, Jesus. Not his own recording studio, you know. Do, do you know what's proper annoying? I look at him. He's a good-looking fella. He's tall. He's now rich. He plays in the Premier League. He can sing. Speaks about eight languages. Going, he speaks about eight yeah. languages. He's very intelligent. And I'm sat here just going, do you know if if, if you come home when he's in bed with your bed, you just tuck him in and just go, yes, <laughs> yeah, no, There's no Take argument there. I'd make him a bacon butty. Then tuck him in. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. Yeah. Just on or off the pitch, he's just got it, you know. Like he really brings a lot, and you know, especially after the Arsenal game, it stood out. Yeah, to me. That's me to the foot, rubbing his size twelve feet while he was at it. So, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Hello. Sorry, my internet went a bit unstable. And apologies. Yeah, I think it heard me talking about rubbing on Anna's feet and just oh, like, no, nah, just mate, came out of nowhere. It just like. I just heard it's rubbing like... something and I was like, what? Ah, <laughs> oh, it's gone again. No. Oh, it's, 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 I don't know what happened to me internet here. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. I was just it's saying, I think I, I think, was I think you're good. a bacon butty. Yeah. Yeah. And I should have rub his feet while I was there. You know what I mean? That was, yeah. We'll leave that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, you know, definitely he's, he's just, he brings so much, I think, to the squad um, that we really so much needed. And what stands out to me is, you know, after the the game um, on Saturday and he, he said, I'm not effing going anywhere, you know, and he's like pointing to the badge and stuff like that. And I'm just like, yeah, he, he's one of us, like he, he gets it. Um, But uh, another player as well, that has just completely come right back into the picture is um, Decore. So Paul, um, I know you, You've always you've always had a bit of a soft spot for Decore, haven't you? Um, I, I did call him colorblind a few times, like because he couldn't pass to a blue shirt. But yeah, maybe I just it was had the feeling. Even, I'm not yeah. sure who it was. No, but... it was me. I just had the feeling. Dice. I did say he played, didn't I? I did call him to play. I just got a feeling he's a yeah. Dice type of player. You play him in a correct yeah. position that he played for Wofford, then we've got to play there. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Definitely. Um. And I think I'm trying to find that distance is covered slide. I think it was from I think it was from the yeah, Premier he ran the most, didn't he? Yeah. He did, yeah. So I I just wanted just before I quoted myself, I just wanted to make sure it was correct. But I think he was he it's like twelve point oh one or oh point oh five kilometers that he ran, which is impressive. Yeah. Um I think out of like the Premier League, I think the most distance covered is most of them are 
the top are Premier League are Everton players. I think. And I think it's like Alex Wobi, Onana, Decore, McNeil, I think, was up there as well. Yeah, McNeil so, had a great game, didn't he? Yeah, he did as well. You know what? And I, and that's what I mean. I, I think these players that have been brought in, I just maybe they just weren't they just, just found weren't. it, yeah. You what did you say? Twelve point one oh. That's what it is. Twelve point one oh point oh one. Twelve point oh one. Oh one oh oh I was close. Yeah. I was close. Okay. And then McNeil McNeil was twelve point oh five. Oh, okay. I, that's what I was right about. I knew one of them was point oh five. I'm a bit dyslexic. Sorry. Um, it was like point oh one, but it was one oh. Um, and as well, in addition to you know the uh, you know all those lads as well. Um, one really important person to touch on is uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I know Paul. You said he had a a great game. Um, on Saturday, you know, he did come off as a precaution, as we uh, spoke about. Um, but um, I, I think it's very important that we need to keep him fit. We, we do need to sort of keep an eye on him. And um, I don't know whether that's playing him for only 50, 60 minutes and bringing him off and then bringing on shithouse Mope to put Zinchenko in his back pocket. I don't know, but um, that worked. <laughs> so that was, I mean, that worked for that game, obviously. But uh, Jake, are you still with us? I am sorry, yeah, internet yeah. problems. No, that's you fine. No worries. <laughs> you wouldn't think I actually sold internet for a living, but hey ho, irony, eh? Except, um, I tried to buy internet from you, and it wasn't in my region. Manchester, no one wants to go to Manchester. That's why it's a shit hole, mm-hmm. full of shit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Not completely full. You're insulted anyway. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. True. True. I'm right, I'm right on the border. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Jake, sort of what are your, I will, I'll ask you as well about, you know, your thoughts about sort of these players that we've not really seen too much from until as of late, you know, Decore, McNeil, um, what your thoughts, opinions are about them. And then especially about Calvert-Lewin, what you think the best strategy is for, for him sort of moving forward. In regards to the players that, you know, maybe didn't get a look in with Lampard, I think it is just a clean sheet, clean slate. Yeah. Um, you know, Dice said that himself. He said, yeah. um, you know, with the likes of the Corey, we were all calling for his head two, three weeks ago, but he's shown as a player in there. Um, the problem I have with them players is it, I hope it's not that new manager resurgence back into lackluster stuff, which mm. I can't see happening under Dice. I can't see him allowing it. But at the same time, you don't want false uh, perceptions of players um, off a couple of games. With Calvert-Lewin, it, it, it very much is wrapping in cotton wool. Um, I think Paul yeah. said it a couple of weeks ago. He only trains a couple of times a week. Yeah. And to me, that reminds me of Ledley King. one of the, In my opinion, one of the top 10 centre-halves to play in the Prem yeah, on his day. Yeah. Trained what once, twice a week. He, I think no, he, did, remember right, not, he just done his own work, didn't he, in the gym? He'd he done his own work, but I think he trained with the team on a Friday afternoon for sheep, and that was it, wasn't it? Something stupid tactics, like yeah. that. The tactics, tactics. Yeah. And do you know if that has to be Calvert Lewin, then guess what? I'm not bothered because he showed yeah. on the weekend that he is an Everton number nine. He can wear yeah. as many skirts and dresses as he wants, but as long as he comes on that footy pitch and plays that he played on Saturday, that's an Everton number nine to me. What he does in his personal life is his own. I'm not bothered. Yeah. You know in what? my I'm... opinion, wrap him up in cotton wool. Yeah, let him I'm... live. Let the lad live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm going to make a statement here and people can come for me all they want, but if you're one of those people that sits there and makes fun of Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Tom Davis for say for wearing certain things for dressing certain ways or whatever it may be. I have absolutely no respect for people who do that. I'm sorry. I don't even making a joke. I, I, I really don't care. We do not stand 
for that kind of slander on this podcast. We do not support that kind of behavior. It's disgusting, in my opinion. People it think gets back so- to them as well. Of course it does. It does. And, it's, and it's not funny. And you know, at the end of the day, they don't care what whoever the hell is saying on a Twitter space. Nobody cares what you have to say. It's disrespectful and it's rude. And as Jake has just said, you can do what and do and say and wear whatever you want. Because when it comes down to it, he proved exactly who he is on that pitch on Saturday. And I completely agree with you. He needs to do what he needs to do to keep himself in a safe position, like physically when he's playing, whether that means training only a few times a week, maybe playing a certain number of minutes, maybe only playing certain games. I don't know, but that, that lads Everton through and through, like that's no question. And he came out there and he wore that shirt and he proved to us that he, he like he he can do it. He can do it, but we we have to protect him. The only thing I will say, and I was annoyed the first time it come out, was timing is key with anything in life. Timing is key. The first time it all come out about him, I think he, there was a post in Vogue, something like that. He's wearing a skating handbag. We were in the bottom three then. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I can understand people's fumes at times. Not necessarily what he's wearing. I don't really care about what he's wearing. Doing stuff like like paparazzi stuff and, and catwalk models and stuff when you're in the bottom three. I can understand people fuming over that type of thing, but not asked what he's actually wearing. If he come out and done it in yeah. a pair of new, new balance webs, but it was on a catwalk in, in Milan, I still would have been annoyed because it's like, I don't want you focusing on fashion. I want you focusing on the footy because we're in the bottom yeah. three. Do you know yeah, what I'm trying to say? I'm not, yeah, I know. I'm I just trying to be one, devil's yeah. advocate. Yeah, I think it's I'm one not. of them, though, and we can't tell other human beings what to do in the free time. Oh, yeah, no. I was just trying to no. be devil's advocate. Yeah, I know what you say. I know, I know what you mean. I, I, yeah, I know what you're trying to say is people were getting annoyed at the fact that they thought he weren't focusing on either. And I understand That's that. what I mean. That, that false. You could have been six months earlier when yeah, it was yeah, the off season. But as I say, I think a lot of fume was that, and it's just eventually become more and more about the fact of what he's wearing. I just don't think he, he, he's not accepted by this fan base and he never has been. And I don't mm. understand it. I don't I don't he hasn't even got his own song. I mean, it's that one where he's shite on the on the right yeah, one of the He scored about seventy goals for Everton. He scored about seventy goals for Everton. He's one of our top Premier League goal scorers and I just don't feel like he's ever been fully um accepted into it. But Listen, I accept him. I think he's great. I always have done. I've I've got a soft spot for Dominic Calvert Lewin as a footballer. I think he's yeah, and as a person as well. He seems sound when he's always seen an interview. He's got a lot of time for like kids coming up for autographs and stuff like that. No way. Mm. And if we have to use him for an hour, like you just said before, then use him for an hour. Bring more pay on to uh, be a little shit house for half an hour. Yeah, I'm okay with that as well. Yeah, and I mean, I get what you're saying Jake in the perspective of like where are your priorities because we are really shit and like but don't quote me on this I do think you're right the timing was wrong I I remember reading something that the shoot was actually done like months and months and months ago and it was just released I I think that's what happened but what gets me is the homophobic shouts there's no need to be homophobic at all it doesn't matter if you're gay straight bi they them he she we do not care but there's no there's no need for homophobia. Like, it's just, it's not acceptable in this day. It never was acceptable, but I mean, like, Even come on, so. yeah. come on. It's 2023. Like, it's, it's just not, it, it's just not the one. It's He's not one of us. He's got an evidence. Really, protect him. It's, it's a really bad look. It's just a really bad look. And I'm yeah. embarrassed that our fans do that. Like, sometimes, I mean, I love being an Evertonian, don't get me wrong. It's led me to meet you guys and I've met so many amazing people, but there are some people who are still stuck in a time 
where they think things are acceptable and it's just not acceptable. Yeah. But do we uh, know whether he is? He is. I'm hearing a few stories that he's not fit. A few stories that he's okay. Do we actually know? Well, I, I heard fit? that he was okay. There was two yeah. outlets this week that have said it wasn't as bad as first feared. I think it was just a tight hamstring. Yeah. Um, on the day, rather than. He kept going up to Deitch, didn't he, all the way through the game? I think Deitch was calling him over to ask him if he was okay. So, obviously, <laughs> the, the manager and her auntie. Also, yeah. there's that clip going around of Deitch. Like, he's so vocal during games. Like, he's all over the map, running up yeah. and down and screaming, shouting, pointing. And then there's just Damari Gray sitting behind him, like, laughing, his head laughing off, yeah. his head. I was like, um, this is, where's the popcorn? This is fucking great. Like, yeah. that to me was just brilliant. Like, and people were giving me a ton of shit because I, I mean, it's no secret. I love Damari Gray. Like I, I think he's going to be a big part of keeping us up. That goal against Manchester city gave us such a boost and he, and he's the reason for that. And um, I think he was not in the squad. I, I think Paul, you mentioned that he had a knock or something like yeah, that. Yeah. right? But seeing that reaction, I mean, I don't think it was anything to do personally with him or Deitch or anything like that. I just think he probably just had a knock. It was a precaution thing. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I just thought that was really cute. <laughs> that was really funny. And it just shows that. Ash is a question yeah. about that, Melinda. So yeah. if Damari Gray's fit this weekend, obviously Liverpool at the back are going to be so high up the pitch. The pace is going to be needed to get him behind. If he brings him back in, who does he drop? I don't think he. I don't think that's, he comes that's, back that's in. That's a tough one, now. See, I don't think I he comes think... back in because I think the way McNeil helped Mikalenko. Yeah. Out, I think that with Salah on that wing as well, I don't think he can split that up. To be yeah. honest, I think and... Melinda's going to come for me now because I would bring him straight back in if he's fit, but I would drop a Wobi. not because a Wobi's done anything wrong. Yeah, yeah. Nothing per se of what he's done anything he, wrong. He's the only one. I just think drop. this game doesn't suit him. In terms of we're going to need to be fast on the counter attack in order to break up that side because we McNeil's not got the pace he hasn't we know that Awobi's not going to run and beat a man he's not done that in five years where Damari Gray can go backwards and help out Coleman but he can also really hear Robertson down that right hand side with his pace yeah. in my opinion and it's not necessarily because Awobi's done anything wrong I just no. think this this specific game just doesn't suit Awobi. In I my opinion, in my opinion, I hate you saying it. It's, it is a good shout, and it's it's a day for sure on Dyke stuff. But I think, and people won't like this. You go for the point. At the moment, we got yeah. a point. At the moment, yeah. we have a point. Let's just see. Let's just keep that for now and see what else yeah. we can get. Just think, Awobi and McNeil's defense defensive capabilities are better than Damari Gray's. But I do like Damari yeah. Gray as a footballer. I do. It could even be a case of do that for the first sixty, and then if we want to go for the point, we we'll one behind. Bring Decore off, or bring a, a you know Garner off, or whatever, and put him in the ten. Maybe I don't know. I just uh, it was just. Jake, a... I'd even I'd even throw him up front in place of Calvert-Lewin if he has to come off. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Actually, I I think it it all depends on what way he's going to go about this game. Are we going to go for a point, or are we going for three points? Like, what's the what are we doing here? I think Paul seems to think it's a point. I think he's going to go for three points personally. I don't think he's going to go for a, a draw. I think he's going to go balls deep and just go for it if I'm being honest with you I think he still wants a he he wants to prove a point and I think he wants to know his presence like I'm here and this is a pretty I mean this is like this is a this is always a major game for us Derby games are always big for us and I I do think though I think he'll play the same team 
but like you had just said, Jake, I think he will probably either if it's Calvert Lewin comes off or if he does take a will be off or, but I think you're right. I think you'll see how the first 50, 60 minutes go. And depending on how things are looking, Damari Gray definitely brings that pace 100%. So I think that would be a, a good shout. I think it's yeah. a win-win for Taishmi personally, yeah. because we're not expected anything out of this game yeah. in, in on paper. We're not. Um, obviously, as Blues, we are. We want we want every point and every every three points, especially against them. But I think if he sticks to the same winning team from the weekend, goes defensive and gets a point, we're buzzing. You know, if you know, even if we get beat one nil, we're, we're not going to fucking start kicking his door down and throwing him out, are we? No. Because he's no. bought time with that win on the weekend. He really has. We're three but points up on what we thought we were going to get. Well, exactly, yeah. exactly. And it, he's bought himself a little bit of a window there with the players, if you like. And then if he does go for it a little bit. And as a go with them, and it doesn't work, and we do get countered attacked, and whatever happens, happens. At least then he can come out and say, well, I seen a wounded animal. I thought we'd go for it. We were unlucky. Do you know? And I think that's yeah. how he's got a bit of a win win in that. Yeah. He can do either, really. And th- it is a good headache to have. As you just said, I think I think either approach, but it matter what he goes, I don't I think you're right. It's a win win. Yeah, really I think we will play for the about. win, by the way. But what I mean is it's like I could tell what type of manager I'd be if I was a manager. Listen, we've got a point <laughs> away from home here. Let's just keep yeah. that and then we'll see if we can get it. Like a, That's fair. A, a Connor Cody one nil around field. I'm gonna call it now. There you go. I've just said it. Oh, <laughs> we know what he's he's looking for redemption. Yeah, he's looking for redemption. So I I completely back that. So actually, good segue. What we're gonna do is lineups, and well, we kind of already just did. Yeah, the lineups. Lineups yeah. in a way, yeah. So, um, predictions then. Let's do. Well, we just did predictions, kind of too. <laughs> you just did yours. So, are you gonna go with one one nil, Cody? I'll have to now, won't I? One yeah. nil, Cody. We'll have a bit of a tip if you didn't go with it now. So I have a tip though. <laughs> Even more of a tip, you mean? <laughs> Jake, what about you? Um, I'm gonna go a bit rogue and go one nil with a penalty, Calvert Lewin. Oof. Okay. I think with their centre half, that Joe Gomez is so predictable. Like, even as a, a, a basic Sunday League player, I think I'd love a game against Joe Gomez. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, and I think Calvert Lewin. Is going to have his fumbling for 60 minutes and then obviously come off because he'd probably be retired, but have his fun with him. And then the only thing I, I'm worried about is that Canate. Just stay away from him. For me, if we stay away from him, we'll we'll batter their back four. Do you remember, sorry, do you remember when Burnley played um, Liverpool and he beat them under Deitch? Do you remember McNeil against yeah. Alexander Arnold? Yeah. yeah. He tore him to shreds. He did. He did. No, he did. I remember the game. Yeah. And it, did it finish? Was it 2-0 in the end? I think it was 1-0. One, one, one of the Ashley Barnes, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But even still, it's like, for me, they, they are a wound animal. I know Van Dyke might be back for this game, but how fit's he going to be? Do you know what I, thought, I mean? I, like, thought, I thought he died. Why is he back, back to life again, is he? Uh, apparently so. I did see something on Twitter today <laughs> saying he was, uh, he'd been given the hand the maneuver or whatever it's called. And <laughs> he's half on his way back. But... Oh, f- fucking Lazarus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've got a feeling we're, we're going to get a pen. I do. Okay. We're kind of due for that, and we're kind of due for a red card as well at some point. I hope someone gets freaking sent off. It's not one of ours. So. Melinda, did Joe you Goldman. see that? Did you see that stat today? Canadian Jig put on. Um, Everton have had four managers since they had the other man sent off yeah. against them. That's yeah, mad. I know. <laughs> yeah. And as much as much as I know that Liverpool are like the darlings of the Premier League, but I feel like because of recent events like that. Um, God, sorry, who were they playing? And it should have been a red. It should have been a red card against... Uh, Brighton, um, it was. That's what Brighton, it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It should have... It should have I mean, come I'm on. I'm not even just saying that because I'm a blue, but I was no. sat with my stepdad, it was a red. 
And he looked yeah. at me and even he went, oh, because if you look at Fabinho's reaction, he said, he knew. He he says, no, but if, he you knew. Lift, if you lift me, what he says to Henderson, he goes, I'm off. He says, yeah. I'm off because he yeah. knows he, it was yeah. wrong. I, I, I really do hope that because I, I just, it, it's time. Like, I, and I, I hope things all, the stars align and everything goes our way on Monday. Um, but, What's your uh, prediction, Melinda? Mm-hmm. You took the words right out of my mouth because that's what I was going to say was 1-0 Connor Cody Sorry. because I, 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 I want that for him so bad. I want him to come back and get his get his three points and get his goal that he sh- he deserved. I want that. That would be the best, absolute best outcome. But if not him, then I think it. I was going to go 1-0 Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Not necessarily a pen, but um, I think it would be great for him. if I actually tweeted earlier this week that he's in a score against the shite. So I was always yeah. kind of thinking he'll be Dominic Calvert-Lewin. But um, now with that, thinking about the nil-nil result we got at home versus Liverpool, I would love for Conor Cody to get a goal. That would be great. But uh, yeah, great pod, guys. Yeah. Great just pod. before we go, can yeah. I ask you a question? Do you know what you're saying about with the being Derby this week and Calvert-Lewin hopefully going to score? Yeah. Do you ever remember Klopp come out and said when he scored against them in the Derby at Goodison, the header, the oh, minute the ball crossed in, yeah, the minute the ball crossed in, he scored. Do you think he's maybe lost that jump due to that injury he's got? I don't know. Because we haven't really done day. that since, have we? No. And I think yeah. that'd be ideal for this weekend. I think if, if we had a fully fit Calvaloon that was still doing them jumps, I think they'd be more nervous now because they haven't got a lot of height to the back. I was happening that last on before. Sunday, on Saturday though, you know, he was winning Edis, his time and was, was back, yeah. you know. It was. Is that what I'm saying? I don't know whether it was timing, whether it was his injury, whether it was what. Obviously, one game, hopefully it, it carries on that he's got it back, but do you think he's maybe lost because of the injury, or do you think he's just been maybe short of confidence yeah, with his jumping? I think, I think he probably doesn't trust trust his body like he used to. Maybe I think it's in the back of his mind that he's going to be injured all the time now, and it will mm. be it, it will play on your mind, wouldn't it? And and as well, like you know, we've said on previous pods, he has come out and spoken about like his mental health and things like that. I think you're right; it, it's a confidence issue. It's he probably has fear. He's probably petrified because Paul, as you said as well, like the. I think the doctor said to Calvert Lewin when it all happened, like you might not play again. Yeah, and that's like a like, and, and when football is your like your life, and and he was like unreal, like flying three and three, absolutely flying before this happened. You know what I mean? So that's gonna do something to your mental health, confidence wise, probably in the toilet. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think he's getting there. It's taking time, and it was only not even a year ago he came out with that statement. You know, so it, it's still, I think it's still quite fresh. Um, but yeah, I think he's just being, I think he's being very careful with himself and he gets a lot of shit from our fans as well. And, and I think he wants to be the best, you know, player he can be, but he always probably has it in the back of his mind. What if I do something again? And I really do it this time. Maybe he's like, I got a, I got a second chance here and I, and I have to, I have to be careful. Yeah. So. And just before we go as well, if anyone's got any questions that they want us to ask or anything else, just send them into us just there. Yeah, just actually, like, I love yeah. getting questions from people because we get some really funny ones sometimes. And they just kind of sit and make you think and you go, that's a really good question. So yeah. there's no question too silly or too serious or too funny. Nothing at all. Just send send them along and uh, we'll answer them. Yeah. Cool. Well, as we always say, lads. Up the toffees. Up the toffees. Up the toffees. And thank you all for being here. Good night. and. Peace and blessings. Goodbye. <laughs> <It's a lot. laughs>
Sports Social Podcast Network.